Another episode interview with a schizophrenic. I'm your host, Duncan Samra Singer, and today I have the great pleasure of having Paul um, from Worcestershire in England. Uh, he's 25 years old and has a schizoaffective diagnosis. So, welcome, Paul, to the show. How are you doing today? Uh, hi. Um, yeah, I'm okay. Um, just, um, just, just. I've only just woken up, to be honest. Yeah, I mean that's kind of uh, it's that's kind of part of cause for people on antipsychotic medication is to um, we need our sleep, I guess. Yeah, um, I've had a lot of uh, problems with the medication and sleeping, um, yeah. sleeping too much. Um, but um, I'm well, okay. You know, I mean, it, it is it's a real problem because I have it as well, and lots of people have on antipsychotics have the same issue with sleeping um because yeah it's i mean i guess i guess i guess all i can say is that the longer you take them it kind of gets easier but it's still there um i suppose um, yeah yeah definitely um i think the problem before in the past for me has been I've had sort of the antipsychotic causing the sleeping and then some of the other medications I take for the condition um, has just made it so I've just sleep slept like um, up to 16 hours a day sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I, I do recall um, back around 2012 when I took some time, when I left my job and I took some time out to recover, I'd go to bed at midnight or no, no, I go to bed at like ten o'clock in 10, 10 p.m., and I I would hope to get up at like nine o'clock in the morning, but I would regularly sleep through till after midday, and there was there was nothing I could do about it. It was just I was so tired, you know. It, it's just um, yeah, I do, just, I do find it. It's um, something you can do about it. Yeah, I I do find it that it's very difficult to force yourself to get up when you're in that sort of state. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay then. So, what, Paul? So, why don't you tell us about how your mental health journey began? You're 25 years old, so tell us, give us a brief history of of the events leading up to the diagnosis and and what happened there. Um. So, I had my first episode when I was um 19. I yeah. was uh, doing a lot of drugs at the time, um, and I was just getting mentally unwell um and then i ended up going to the doctor after being pushed by some friends and family um and then they diagnosed me with having a psychosis um and then so i was sort of having an episode for about a year after that and until the medication and stopping doing as much drugs as i was doing before and sort of took effect um and then i uh, had another episode uh, when I was 22, um, again, because I'd started doing drugs and drinking again, um, and I ended up going to hospital, um, and I was in there for seven months, 
Um, and then that was when they diagnosed me with schizoaffective. Um, I, I mean, so you were taking drugs. Was it? Was it just? It was just recreational. It, what you weren't addicted. It was. I mean, tell us about that. Um, well, I used to smoke uh, cannabis um, every day. Um, I know a lot of people say it's not addictive, but I personally do think it's addictive, even if it's just a mental addiction. But I was also doing um, a number of hallucinogens. Um, I was taking um, codeine regularly, um, which I did feel addicted to. And I was also drinking fairly heavily. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess around that age, 18 to early 20s, people do experiment. You know, all, all when I was younger, all I did was cannabis. I know it's psychoactive. But I guess, and there is supposed to be a link between cannabis and psychosis. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, I mean... Yeah, I think when you're young, you want to enjoy yourself, right? So I guess so you do these sorts of things. But um, do you think do you think it was like a major causal effect of your psychosis? Um, I, I really do. Um, I don't necessarily think it would, it's the same for everyone, but um, I don't do any drugs now. Um, and I did smoke in Amsterdam um, this year, and I felt sort of the effects of feeling a bit like I was in a psychosis when I did smoke. So I do sort of attribute a lot of the the severity of the psychosis down to the drugs. You know, I went to Amsterdam myself last year and what I had, I, I don't know if you had as well, but I had a space muffin. And yeah. it, I can't remember the THC content, but it was pretty high. And I, I just, I went to McDonald's and ate the space muffin. And then I, th I thought I'll just walk around Amsterdam. And I just had, I was out of it. I was completely out of it. And I also experienced psychosis-like symptoms um, as a losing, losing touch with reality. Um, but it was, it was something I hadn't felt for about 10, 15 years. It was like an old psychosis resurfacing. Yeah. Um, which is which is kind of interesting. It was, um, it, yeah, it's strange. But I don't know if cannabis is like a healing drug or something, but I don't know. But um, it, I definitely did feel the psychosis, and and um, yeah, it was kind of scary. I, I think I just sat on the pier. Yeah. On well, sat sat next sat next to a wall by a canal until it wore off a little bit. But, but yeah. Okay, so um, so what sort of tell us about what you're doing now? Are you in recovery? Um, are you working on your recovery at the moment? Um, I'd say I'm still trying to recover, uh, but I'm doing a master's degree, and I have a part-time job. Okay, cool. What's your master's degree in? Um, engineering management. Ah, uh, cool. What was your bachelor's? Um, chemical engineering. Ah, I did chemical engineering as well. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I did. I did. I graduated in nineteen ninety-seven, um, but I did uh -huh. chemical engineering. Yeah, a tough course. It could lead anybody to psychosis. That course. <laughs> so, 
so what so what um that's great man yeah so you know with that uh bachelor's and that master's you can do a lot and that you know you can you can do a lot with your life i think yeah you know so um i mean i took seven years when i just claimed sickness benefits um yeah. because i just couldn't do anything you know it and, and when i and we used to go to uh a, what's called a recovery college um and and they're the speakers they all had mental health problems but they all recovered to the point that they could become work they could become recovery workers uh for the recovery college and it was really inspiring and um and and um, some people take a long time some people take years out to recover you know there's yeah. no set time how long it takes you know um so yeah it take it takes um you just got to give yourself time and until you feel strong enough and also the more time you get out you kind of feel hungry you kind of think yeah i really want to get back into it and and uh, do something yeah i yeah, yeah. i i took um sort of after leaving hospital um i it was during my degree that i went into hospital so the university had given me um they, they let me retake the second half of the year and uh, after i'd sort of dropped out the second half of the final yeah. year um they mm -hmm. they let me retake it and i finished it and then i just took sort of two three years to um sort of get get back into a state where i felt ready to work uh, yeah. or study uh, properly um, cool. so I'm, uh, it's nice to see so how are you feeling yeah. so how are you feeling now what is what is your mental state at the moment um i mean t tell us about that um i'm generally okay um with the medication um sometimes um i think recently i had to um get my medication increased because i wasn't feeling so um um i was sort of experiencing mild symptoms but since it's been increased i've been a lot a lot better to be honest okay cool yeah i mean you know medication it it does take the edge off i mean do you employ other sort of strategies you know, do you, because a lot of people like to experiment with art or, or have hobbies, you know, just to, I think it really helps, you know, that therapeutic approach of when you can do something that will soothe your mind. Have, have you looked into that? Um, I haven't looked into that in particular, but I'm supposed to be um, seeing a psychologist sometime soon to sort of manage my okay. symptoms better. Okay, cool. So tell, uh, let me, I've got a list of questions. So I'll just, I'll just um, put you on, give you a mastermind moment, I guess. Um, how did your friends react for your mental health journey? Um, most of the, the reactions were fairly positive and supporting. Um, some people... Sorry, I couldn't catch that. Um most of my friends were very supportive and positive to me That's but uh, a couple of them weren't able to that were like very close friends weren't able to sort of support me for their own mental health but we're friends now i'm better if that makes any mm -hmm. sense
Yeah, yeah, it does. And and how did your family react to your maybe not just your immediate family, but your extended family? How how did they react? Um, I haven't really told my extended family, but my immediate family um have been sort of with me the whole way. Um, um, I my parents uh, visited me multiple times a week when I was in hospital. Um, and I live with them now because uh, they support me through like my day-to-day stuff. Okay. Um, do you? What are your? Do, are you experiencing any psychotic symptoms at the moment? That is. I mean, do you experience? Are you? Are you going through some intense delusions or hallucinations, or is it? Or is it pretty much calmed down due to the meds? Um, I do experience some sort of... I experience a lot of paranoia. Um, yeah. And um, my, my main problems are with my mood. Um, and I, and, I, and I, I struggle with my mood a lot. Um, but I, I do experience a lot of paranoia. Um, and sometimes I get hallucinations. Um which involve sort of spiders and bugs sort of crawling around uh, and, on, and over me when there's nothing there, when I can see them, if, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I've heard people talk about that. Um, I've heard people talk about that. Okay. Um, what else is what I, I, I want to ask you, what do you believe schizophrenia schizoaffective what what you know psychotic disorders what do you believe they are um i kind of in my opinion uh, a lot of the psychotic disorders are caused by um sort of um different different reactions in the brain to uh, the chemicals in the brain um i think i've read that one of them common theories around um, schizophrenia is something to do with the dopamine receptor or something like that. Um, and it's yeah, about, that's a textbook. Yeah. That's a textbook answer, Paul. But if that was correct, surely the medications would cure us, you know? And they don't, they're not a full cure, are they? Um no. I'm just, I'm just, what I'm trying to say is I'm just trying to lead you so that you can think perhaps what could it be, you know, what, what is actually going on here? Um, have you, have you experienced any synchronicities? What, what does that mean? So synchronicity is like, uh, if you're thinking about, you could be thinking, thinking about say Duncan and then just when you're thinking about it, um, you, you, my, I send you an email at yeah. the exact same time. That's, it's, that's what synchronicity is. It's like a, it's like a coincidence, but it's, um, it's so ridiculously, um, accurate. It's just, it can, it can, it can unsettle you, um, and they, they kind of, they don't have, I mean, for me, they don't happen, they happen occasionally, not like every day, more like once every three to four months. Yeah. Um, so 
that's something that you might experience. Um, yeah, I used to, I used to get interested that a lot. Um, it used to be with um, people posting on Instagram and um, music videos that I used to see. Um, mm. I'd feel would very much relate to something that I was currently going through on really specifically if that makes any sense or feel like i feel yeah. like if i if i was i'd feel like i'd get advice from some random instagram posts uh from celebrities sometimes oh yeah that 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 is um that's definitely classic uh psychosis and paul have you ever been in hospital uh yeah i was in hospital for seven months oh really so what yeah. was your experience like in hospital? Um, I have a few friends from hospital that I'm still, uh, still to speak to and I'm glad to be friends with them. Um, but I, in general, I don't like being in hospital. Um, I feel like I was worse in hospital because of the atmosphere and not being able to leave. Um, yeah. It felt a bit like a prison because I wasn't allowed to leave or at all for a long time. And then when I was yeah. allowed to leave, it was only for a short amount of time. You know, they the hospital mental health wards have changed quite significantly in the last 20 years um, from when I was an inpatient and to what they are like now. Because, you know, you say prison, because when I, I visited our, a mental health ward last year and it's like, high security um it's quite it's quite um it's a different atmosphere there as well um it's kind of you're kind of watched and you're kind of you know when, when i went to hospital there was security but it was only like one door um but the mental health ward that i visited there was a door in your room there was a door in the ward and there was a door on the main entrance um, which just made it hard to escape. <laughs> but no, yeah. you know what I mean, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, in in mine, there was sort of um, you had you had windows on your doors so they could see in at any time. Um, mm. That was like they wanted. Oh, to really? See. Yeah. Some uh, That's when like I they want to have there, in prisons. When I first was there, they wanted the door to be left open. Um, so they could see what I was doing at all times. Um, yeah. Do you think they're a bit heavy-handed? Yeah, I do think they're a bit... It's a bit too much. Um, when I first was in, I didn't know what was going on, really, and no one really sat down and explained it to me. Um, and then I sort of wanted to leave because I was in voluntarily initially, and I sort of kicked off, and then I just sort of got... Um, surrounded by like six people holding me down and they injected me. Um, Are you serious? Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like it's a bit too much and they should, they need to really rethink. I think, I think, you know, I think what it's down to is it's just simply fear and, um, because, uh, maybe they don't really understand the condition and also in a mental health ward you have 
schizophrenic patients, bipolar, depressor, depressives, um, you know, the full gamut of um, mental health disorders, you know. So I guess for the, for the orderlies, um, they probably are quite ignorant about the conditions. It's not their job to know the medical um, medical details, medical symptoms. So I guess they just want to control the situation. Yeah. Um, um, I can let... Okay, yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry, carry on. Um, well, I, I felt the main problem is not necessarily from the people, the, the, the just the ground staff, but some of there's a big problem with some of the doctors. Um, they say, they, they, they said to me multiple times, if I didn't stay voluntarily, they would just force me to stay for a long time. And that's mm -hmm. what happened. I didn't want to stay voluntarily. So they just said, we're just sectioning you and you have to stay for, and I stayed for like four months after that. Um, oh, I feel like that's a problem with some of the doctors in there, just kind of, you know, making you so stay. So you're, you're, you're at home now. That's in the past. Um, you know, are, are there certain things that you're doing that are you optimistic that you won't be in hospital again? Yeah, I'm tr really trying hard not to go back there. Yeah, because I think I think what needs if you to go in hospital, you'd have to have a, a psychotic break and do something strange, um, and yeah. then then they would probably. Think, put you back in hospital. Okay, Paul, well, I want to ask you another question. Have you had any breakthroughs that you would like to share? Have, have you any, in your recovery or your mental health journey, have you had any breakthroughs that you can think of? You know, if not, it doesn't matter. The biggest breakthrough for me was really stopping smoking weed, to be honest, and yeah. drinking. I just, one day I just had enough and stopped completely and now I only occasionally drink with my friends. Um, and that was the Do biggest you like watching thing. films? Um, no, I don't really. I don't. I, I can't pay attention for long enough. So yeah. I, um, I don't really watch films, although I watch a lot of YouTube. Because I was going to ask you if there's any mental health films, but I know, I know what it's like. Sometimes it can be difficult to ingest media because it can make you paranoid um and you sometimes just don't have interest in what they're talking about so i can yeah. understand that okay paul i think we can wrap it up here okay. um it was a pleasure to speak with you um it, do, do you have a particular genre of music that you prefer um yeah um uh, I like rap music. So that's perfect. Um, maybe I'll I'll check up on you maybe next year if you want to come back on the show and have another discussion. Okay. Something that I'm trying to sort out. Um, yeah. But it's a, it's a great pleasure to speak with you, Paul. I wish you all the best for the future. Um, and ho hopefully we'll keep in touch. Okay. Okay. It's nice to come on.